What's up, everybody? You are listening to Switch Flicks, the podcast where we love and hate movies at the same time. I'm your host, Omar, and I'm with my confusing backwards friend, Haysam. Haysam, how are you doing? You know, if I had a time machine, mm-hmm. I would go back in time and restart the sentence. You know, if I had a time machine... Oh, God, no. I would go back in time <laughs> no, and restart stop. the sentence. Just stop. You know, if I had stop a time it. machine... Switch I would go back in time and restart this sentence. The rules of the podcast are simple. Haisam and I review something. One of us will have to love it. One of us will have to hate it. Who does what will be determined by the flip of a coin. You know, if I had a time machine, <laughs> I'd go back in time and restart the sentence. The coin of fate. The coin of fate. <laughs> the catch is that at any point in our debate, we can use the switch to change positions. So if you loved it, you now hate it. And if you hated it, you now love it. Spoilers as always. Today, we are reviewing Tenet. Let us begin with uh, our patented one breath synopsis. Uh, you will see that around halfway through the synopsis, mm. synopsi, I believe. Synopsi. Uh, I've given you the text in reverse, so I would like you to read it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of knew this was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I knew this was coming because, I mean, you're a bastard. Yeah. So I figured you'd pull one of these so here we go usually when i pull one of these <laughs> <laughs> you see it coming in reverse. All right, yes. <laughs> tenet is a 2020 science fiction action thriller film written and directed by christopher nolan it stars john david washington robert pattinson elizabeth debicki dimple kapadia michael kane and kenneth Branagh. the plot follows a secret agent washington as he manipulates the flow of time to prevent to prevent world war three Ethrod Lord never what emit for wolf at Setalutmanam as a not gina shout nega turkeys a swallow tolpet and our denek na enyak likum I the pack el mid ikebiti the basile nos nitap trebor not egin shaw divad nord stras nalon reforstrik ib dictirp Oh my god! It really just sounded like you were speaking Swedish. <laughs> oh my god. But I like how it ended with Tenet. Because mm-hmm. Tenet is the same forward and backwards. I'm now about to switch, switch. I'm now about to flip the coin of fate. If it lands on heads, you have to love this movie. If it lands on tails, you have to hate it. Here we go. Here goes nothing. Tails. Tenet is a 10 out of 10. It is a visually spectacular action film. Uh, It is a deep science fiction concept that it explores thoroughly. It is uh, the kind of thing that was meant to be seen on the big screen. Christopher Nolan does it again. I love Tenet. Tenet is an overcomplicated, overly hyped, over long, uh, high concept film that really just fell flat because it was emotionless. It had no heart, no soul. All it had was a lot of talking, monotone talking, by the way, and and really just did nothing. It, it gave me no feeling. It just kind of looked okay. And honestly, anything would have looked okay at that point because I had watched it in the theaters after not seeing a movie for months. Well, 
I've been looking at you after not seeing another person <laughs> for months and you don't look okay. So that doesn't work as an excuse. As for it being emotionless, we all know you are emotionless. That is your one defining quality. So of course you're not going to feel anything. Even if you're watching a movie about the end of the world. No, no. See, listen. If it was a movie that purports to be about the end of the world, you'd think people would be acting with a greater sense of urgency, with a greater sense of emotion. All right? Look, I may not feel much, but I know when I'm supposed to be feeling something. <laughs> and during this movie, I did not... I realized that I should not be feeling something in that moment at that time. And if that sentence was confusing, that's because I'm trying to give you an example of how confusing this fucking movie was. Well, this movie is confusing if you are a simpleton, which you are. <laughs> uh, so, okay, I understand that. Uh, but this is also the kind of movie designed to be watched multiple times to make uh, you know, to get that the full money. Experience. Okay, yeah, you're right. This movie is purposefully confusing because it's meant to be watched multiple times by people who actually care about understanding a film, you know, who care about Christopher Nolan, and based on the work that he does, who trust Christopher Nolan. And you know what Christopher Nolan did in this case? He broke our trust. He broke our trust because we came to see this film having watched incredible films such as uh, Inception. Instead you, of Inception, this just gave us confusion. You know, instead of inception, your parents should have used contraception uh, so that you wouldn't be put on this earth as an idiot. You are an idiot. If you don't like this movie, you're an idiot because you don't understand the incredibly okay. smart so, science fiction yeah, ideas yeah, that this so movie has. You, you've basically devolved into personal attacks because you have no way to actually uh, support your argument. And what this is, is what happens when, when people uh, don't have anything no, logical let's to talk say. About they the, just attack. Let's talk about what you're talking about then. Okay, so it, you're saying this movie doesn't have any emotional uh, let's talk about the mo Let's talk about, uh, you know... The protagonist. You know, yes. let's call a character the protagonist. Let's be so far up our own ass writing a script that we'll actually use the name protagonist as the name of someone in the script. How arrogant. Is I think it is wonderful that the character is called protagonist because what is an action hero, right? It is a person that we can uh, project ourselves onto him. And therefore, the blanker the slate, yeah. the better. So we boy, can, was that a blank slate. We, John David Washington played that character like as if he was talking about, uh, you know, yesterday's uh, menu yeah. items from his lunch. He is our conduit into the world. It's like when you play a video game, right? Like you want kind of a blank person so that when you're watching the movie, you can no, you project yourself no, you into that character and go on that want, journey want, with them. You want a character that has an opinion. You want a character that has a perspective. You want a character that actually has emotion. None of these characters had emotion the entire film. It's the end of the world, people. Kenneth, Kenneth, Care. Kenneth Branagh has all the emotion <laughs> in this movie he's he had so one. much emotion he's the only one right had emotion and, uh, and, and 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 his emotion was always evil guy <laughs> evil russian guy angry evil yes. russian guy let's like so one note right the only character so wait, in this what's film your problem with the movie that it's one note or too complicated they're both uh, completely this opposite film points manages to be not only overly complicated in terms of plot but one note in terms of delivery that is a true disaster it has so many notes. <laughs> That's one of them. Okay, it has that great Christopher Nolan music in this movie. So let's talk about it from a technical perspective Fine. first. Beautifully shot, those IMAX sequences, big screen action, the uh, you know, like the use of 
live action and effects instead of the CGI fests uh, and all the reverse action is just so there creative was, and look, so well done. You've seen okay, nothing on, like it on cinema. So many. All I need to do is play movie backwards, and I'm watching movie in reverse. Big deal. Oh, how <laughs> difficult can that possibly be? You know, give me a break. All right, this could have been something special. This could have been something spectacular. Okay, the concept for this movie, at its core, had potential, but unfortunately, it was just so full of itself that it just ended up uh, uh, reversing into its own entropy and falling apart. Switch. This movie came out of its entropy and bloomed in a way that no other movie did this year. In fact, when I actually was lucky enough to watch this on the big screen in the theater, I was starving for movies. I was thirsty to watch something that would actually be entertaining. And what I got was a challenging film that made me focus the entire time, that demanded my attention like a puzzle. And it gave me something to chew on the whole time. This movie was exactly what we needed to bring us out of our stupor, out of our, 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 our boring, uh, you know, stay-at-home lives. Uh, in, in, and think it was, what was it like, uh, it, it, the June or something? I don't remember, but... When we were stuck at home, yes. this gave us a reason so to you're believe saying and this, watch something meaningful. You know what? I agree. This movie's better than COVID. Is that? I mean, because that's what you're saying right now, right? This movie's better than staying at home in lockdown. You know what? Maybe. Who knows? This movie right? gave us gave us a gift because it was a gift because you know COVID makes us physically sick. This made me mentally sick because it just gave me confusion. I was I thought I might have the coronavirus because I was like, is look, just confusion. Okay. Look, I could call you an idiot. Yeah. Okay. I could call you a fool, a simpleton. Yes. You know, I've I've heard these things before. Mm-hmm. You know, people talk. Yeah. Okay. But I won't. Okay. I'm not gonna call you someone who just doesn't have the ability to understand the complex right what christopher nolan delivered to us is something that only christopher nolan can deliver okay it's a film that has so many layers that you need to watch it then think about it then read about it then talk to people about it and then watch uh, a review on it then watch it again it gives you such a compelling experience that it's not just one one and done i think what you're right? talking this is about not one and done i think what you're ex- explaining is just an excuse that people give for a movie that does not that is directed by a person who does not know how to put his point across uh, in a way that people understand that's why you have to watch it over and over again and come up with excuses to understand it the problem with the movie is that the time travel elements, which should be the confusing part, isn't actually very confusing at all. It's pretty straightforward. People go backwards, people go frontwards. It is the rest of the plotting of the movie that is confusing. What's so hard to understand about the rest of the plotting of the movie? You start off with the guy in the opera, all yeah. right? He dies, but he doesn't really die. Yeah. And then he gets introduced to Tenet, all right? Which shows him a backwards shooting gun, yeah. all right? That actually shoots forwards, depending on how you're feeling, all right? Talking about the scenario that's actually happening in the past, okay? Because of these, the devices have been split up into multiple pieces. Yeah. It's actually given to this Russian uh, warlord, all right? Who's really pissed off because he's going to die of cancer, yeah. right? And then they go around the planet, you know, to see Michael Caine to India, yeah. to different places. Why would the pieces together? Right? Yeah. Where he breaks the device to save the world. Why is that so hard to understand? Here is the plot of the movie, right? It is... Guy is trying to end the world with a time machine. Things can go backwards and forwards, and Guy is trying to stop him. That's the story. Simple. It is not complicated. But instead, what this movie does is, here's a guy. He's dead. He has to meet a guy. He meets a guy, tells him, go meet another guy. The other guy tells him, go meet this guy. But turns out the guy is a girl. The girl says, go meet another guy. And the guy says, okay, if you want to meet the bad guy, then you got to meet his wife. And then the wife goes like, oh, you want to meet the guy? Then, like, I'll let you meet the guy. But if you meet another guy. And we're doing that for, like, an hour and a half. I was really enjoying that because... 
what you just allowed is for me to enjoy the movie again through your own description. And I love that about this movie. Is the that movie we can so talk about it and talk about it and enjoy talking about it. And like stretched for two and a half hours. Get switch. This movie needs to be at least five hours long. <laughs> I want to watch it frontwards and then backwards and then i want to watch it from the middle to the end and then back to the beginning and then you know back to the middle i want to watch it as a montage skipped into different b- bits and pieces i want to dismantle this movie completely and then mantle it again is that the right mantle. word i've never heard of <laughs> is that, that word. the opposite of dismantle doesn't matter because that's what i want to do with this film this movie is a gimmick all right it's a gimmick wrapped within another gimmick and given a a a, a ploy all right of going backwards and forwards and ups up and down and and left and right with a, a protagonist and an antagonist and it was just all of it is just tropes okay a bunch of tropes that were thrown together inside a bag shaken around mm-hmm. and then arranged forwards and backwards i mean there is no heart and soul to this movie this movie is an exercise in plotting and bad plotting confusing plotting for most people i got it cuz i'm smart <laughs> but most people didn't all right most people didn't because most people are in <laughs> I think when you let's talk about the scale of this film watching a movie on the big screen with such spectacular action sequences that freeway chase where uh, you know there's cars going in reverse and cars going forwards it, it really felt like the editor forgot what was going forwards and what was going backwards <laughs> that's okay? not true at all it just felt like the editor was like shit what's going on okay and then shows half the clips reverse them and then just oh, press play you... and christopher nolan this is the secret is he completely forgot what's going backwards and forwards too but he had to wing it cuz at that point it's oh. too late you know there's a couple of 100 million dollars on the line here if so you watch fine let's go with it if you watch this movie six times okay you will understand what is actually happening <laughs> the things that are going forwards are all so going backwards it is only this only happens in yourself you can really map out the whole thing right. by watching it at least 6 to 7 times six where you really times. understand what is going on you understand time you break down time you take a digital right. clock you take an analog <laughs> clock there's a big hand there's a small hand yeah. they go in reverse you take right. out the batteries yeah. then there's an alarm clock oh my god what's happening freeway chase incredible i have no idea what just happened like i'm just as confused by what you said right now as i was at the end of this movie okay that's why you need to listen to this conversation station 6 times listen to this podcast 6 <laughs> times dismantle it understand it mantle it again and here's the thing is that okay look it's one thing to have some cute little you know easter eggs like you know who is actually neil and if you reverse uh, yeah. neil's name it might be his actual you know it might it might be his uh, uh, the 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 yeah. woman's son and if you like look at tenet uh, uh, and setor and you look at like like the the puzzle pieces of yeah. it together but i mean christ there's no value to these things they're just they're just intellectual masturbation there i said it oh, okay forwards and backwards <laughs> forwards and backwards let's talk about you know you're talking about how like the characters don't have depth let's talk about neil robert pattinson is so charming robert pa- he's so robert pattinson he's so charming in this film and his relationship the child's relationship with the mother you say there's no you know uh, there's no emotional core that is the emotional core the, she loves her kid so much this movie is all about her trying to get back to her child how's there no emotional core if you rely on a woman's uh, a mother's love for her son that is like an easy way to add emotion to any film so you mean that it succeeded easily no it was what you're no, trying to I'm say i'm not saying it succeeded easily i'm saying that it was a cheap 
a, a, a cheap way to introduce a little bit of emotion into an otherwise emotionless film. Dude, think about it this way. All right. You are the so-called protagonist. You just discover Thank you. that the laws of thermodynamics, time and space, uh-huh. uh, have allowed for there to be a way mm-hmm. to reverse time. Yes. Okay? Do you think that maybe your reaction would be a little bit more than, whoa. That's not what happened. It's, it's not uh, Keanu Reeves. It was a Keanu role. Reeves moment. Right. Also, it was. We, listen, it we don't, was. This movie, we don't have the time to kind of get into all of that. There's just so much information that needs to get into our heads, right? We need to learn about all these things. So we understand that we're having that experience. We were like, whoa, what's going on? Also, you need to understand, okay? The movie explicitly says this. Don't think about it. Feel, feel it. it. But I wish there was any feeling in this film whatsoever. Then it, well, I would have been on board. Look, man, compare this film to any of Nolan's other successful films. And what is the main difference? What is the main difference? This, this movie, movie lacks emotion. This movie is a combination of all of Nolan's best films. It's got, you know, it's got the big ideas from Inception and the action sequences from The Dark Knight. It's got the reverse thing from Memento. It's got kind of the music of Dunkirk and the editing of Dunkirk. It is a combination of all the things that Nolan does well, finally put together into one massive masterpiece. Switch. This movie is all the worst habits of Christopher Nolan put into one film. It's got the loud, bombastic music of Dunkirk, where you can't even hear the dialogue of what's going on. It's got all the confused plotting of The Dark Knight Rises, and it's got the amateur backwardness of Memento. But tell me what you really think. Again, with the music, why is it so loud that you can't hear any of the dialogue? It's something basic. Because it's demanding your attention. Okay, like this film is doing at every single level, it's challenging you. And it's not my fault that you don't enjoy a challenge. Okay, you clearly are a lazy film goer. Okay, (laughs) you just want to be spoon fed everything, told what everything is, and then given a a bucket of popcorn to feast on and then shown your way out of the theater. Okay, when the director doesn't trust his dialogue enough, this is what he does he throws this music so you can't even hear it. That is kind of the basic thing when you go to movies. How can you make that kind of a Assumption. You're making an assumption that the director doesn't trust his dialogue. What kind of ridiculous assumption is that? Why else? Of course he trusts What is his the reason that you can't hear any of the dialogue? You're deaf. In this case, I heard everything that was Christopher said. Christopher Nolan has specifically said that he, on purpose, made the sound of the dialogue lower than that of the music. Fine. Great. So I could still hear it. I could still understand it. And the music was fantastic. <laughs> and it made me, uh, you know. And by the way, this music was absolutely critical. Throughout the film, it made you feel the whole time. It made you feel tense. It made made you feel completely, uh, 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 you know, uh, just enveloped in the plot of this film. It kept carrying you forward the whole time. This movie felt like a cheap knockoff of a Christopher Nolan, like, impression. That's what it was. It was Christopher Nolan doing an impression of himself badly. This was Christopher Nolan elevating his art to a level never before seen. What else, what other kind of maestro can actually write a movie and execute a movie forward and backwards right. simultaneously. I've never seen anything like that before. It, and, it is a feat. And I want you to try and explain to me what happened at the end when they were going backwards, forwards, and backwards. This movie does the thing where he's like, don't 
you know yeah, feel, feel it exactly feel it. yeah don't yeah, yeah. but you then don't it, need uh, it. No. but that the problem is it then takes an hour just trying to explain me explain to me what the happening. basics if the idea is hey you know don't think about it feel it then just leave it at that and don't force me to think about it by but explaining they didn't, it. but they didn't sit there and try to explain everything to you at the end it explained the basics that you needed to know and at the end there was the the you know penultimate sequence of the film this incredible high octane uh, uh you know uh, action packed dramatic Doc, explain yes go on battle <laughs> where <laughs> at the end i'm sure the you know audience listening to this podcast can understand what you're saying right now because it's about the feeling not about what you're actually saying switch listen i think we all know that what we're really here to see is uh, the action of this Why are you talking so softly suddenly? Because it doesn't matter what I say. The way I look is so amazing (laughs) that what I say doesn't actually matter. It's about the feeling that you get from Mm. movies. This is an orchestra (laughs) where you you use sound, you use visuals to create a feeling, not just just, something so basic as what films have been for so long. I wish I could go back in time and watch it all over again (laughs) for the sixth time. All right. Well, I guess we have reached the natural conclusion of this debate. Tell me, Haisam, what did you really think? I didn't like it. You didn't uh, like it? <laughs> I did. Yeah, I didn't like it. Um, I thought that, I mean, I exaggerated a lot of the things that I hated about this movie. Uh, but, you know, I think uh, on a core emotional level, that is how I felt. I thought it was a simple story that is overly plotted. Uh, I think it's confusing, but not confusing in the way it should be. I think the time travel elements aren't confusing. I think it's the plot of the movie that's confusing. Uh, I think the music was overbearing. Uh, I thought there was no emotional context to any of it. Um, The only thing that I agree with you on is the emotional element. Yeah. Right. I, I watched this movie and I was grinning the whole time. Right. When I watched this film, I, uh, a friend of mine, uh, got together a whole bunch of friends and rented out an IMAX theater. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we got this kind of viewing and everybody kind of pitched in. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't seen a movie in a few months. And so this was exactly what I wanted because it was a challenging film. There's no doubt. It was a challenging film. It asked a lot of the audience. It, the, you had to pay attention from the beginning to end. I think there is... Yes. And it, it gave me something that I was missing, which was a stimulation, like a real mental kind of puzzle to try to piece together in only a way that Christopher Nolan could, right? So in that sense, it was incredibly satisfying. It was, I remember leaving the movie feeling elevated, feeling really like excited and then going back home and reading up on it and then talking about it and then, and then coming back and watching it again, you know? But there was something missing. I kept thinking there's something missing. I, I laughed about the idea that, yeah, there were a lot of places that I was like, wait, what's happening here? Especially that last battle. Like yeah. that last battle, I was like, wait, who's going where and what, you know? But I trusted that Christopher Nolan, being like Christopher Nolan, had had tightened up all the hatches. And yeah. it was up to me to figure out, you know, where the, where the barriers were, right? But the thing that was missing 
was the emotional depth. Yeah. It really was missing emotional depth. And that, that I think, hurts it a lot. I think, you know, the thing that you're saying is kind of like you're excusing the film for not making sense by saying that, oh, Christopher Nolan no, probably does, I, has No, it does it, make right? sense. It does I make mean, sense. I think, I don't think the problem it's with the movie... It's logically complete. Yes, I, I don't think that's the problem. I think that the plotting, like I said, I think it's a very simple movie. The, As the a matter of fact, I don't think the story is confusing at all. It's a very simple end of the world James Bond story. Right, I think that, like I said, especially that first hour where he's just going from one person to it's, meet the other person to meet it's the not, other person. It's not confusing. It's, it's muddled, it's especially when you're watching the movie and it's, it's moving so fast yes. and throwing so much at you for no reason whatsoever. Exactly. It was. It was the movement was like the the going from one part of the world to another, going to see Michael Caine, then going to India, and then coming around like. It didn't feel necessary, and it doesn't have the time to kind of breathe at any at any moment of time. It, it, right? it does kind of move at a, at breakneck pace. That, I that's think, true. I that's think true. the movie gets good and it gets interesting when the time travel thing one when it gets introduced, and then when you see the break in at the yes. at the thing. But uh, I think the art gallery, I the think storage? the hour that we spend before that to me was I'm like, wait, what's going on? Why what is he context? meeting? He's trying. He's Why trying, they're is trying he to, they, they were meeting trying people? He was trying to provide context. But the context is simple. There's a guy, he's dying, he wants to blow up the world with the... It might as well be a nuclear bomb, right? It might, it might as well be anything. That's the context, But right? you're forgetting one thing, is that there's also style. And I don't necessarily agree with yes. that decision. Don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about that. But there's a style element to it. This international... Uh, a spy, like, you know, yes. type like spy story, international intrigue, you know, going from one corner of the world to the other. There's a stylistic thing about it. It's not done well, about it. It's not done well. Mm. It's not done like a Mission Impossible movie, right. right? I think a Mission Impossible movie has the same kind of ridiculous plotting, right? Yeah. But what do they do? They have a five minutes in the beginning where there's a presentation that goes, here's the bad guy, here's the plan, now go do your thing. And I wish that's yeah, what the movie had, where it just said... Okay, here's the bad guy. Here's the thing. Go do the thing instead of going through this whole yeah. rigmarole. But I disagree with you about something that you said. You said that actually the plot of it is simple or the time travel element is simple. I don't think it is. I don't think it is because it's so layered yes. that there are times... I've never seen a movie like this before where yes. you've got things that are happening forwards and backwards simultaneously yes. and they intersect more than once in the movie yes. and you're revisiting the same moment again yes. backwards and forwards. By definition, this cannot be simple. It's I just think, not. You I know? don't think... Like, l when I say it's simple, I mean, it's not... I mean, you get it, right? They're going backwards. You, they're you going get the at, idea. At no point was I like, maybe it's except at the end when they're doing like three versions of it where I was kind of like, wait, who's going back? What's going yeah, on? Like, the, the, the last that, battle was very, very It's confusing. not confusing in that way. Or, you know, you understand, okay, he's going backwards and then he's going forwards and they both happen at the same time yeah, and they're not traveling through time per se. The right? thing about this movie is that it's, okay, Christopher Nolan loves time yes. travel and, and movement in time. Yes. And, and he, loved, he loves... How, how a plot can kind of work in a sequence and then come back around and intersect. Yes. Like you saw that in Memento, you saw yes. that with Interstellar, you saw that with, you know, so many of his movies are obsessed with the idea of time and it becomes a meta kind yes. of structure for the film itself. So this idea of the pincer movement where yes. things are moving forwards and backwards in time are, is actually not only within the plot itself, 
but with it's within the script. I think, and it's within the movie, and I it's within like there are layers to this film that when you observe it from a from kind of like a, a structural or yes. technical aspect, really look fantastically interesting. Does it work emotionally? Not really. Right. Is it overly like unnecessarily? Maybe, but yeah. still, it's beautifully designed. While I was watching the movie, to be honest, I didn't care that there was no emotional. Like I was just kind of like, okay, I didn't care. Like I just watched the movie anyway. So for me, that wasn't really, really? A, that wasn't a complaint for me. Really, yeah, that wasn't a complaint for me at all. Uh, I'm surprised, right? I agree because you, you, you tend to you're yes. a sap. Yeah. <laughs> I agree that it didn't and maybe that's why you know subconsciously I, I didn't connect so. with it I really but it's so. not a th complaint I walked in and I went I wish it was more it had more emotional depth right that's not something I really kind of thought of because I can just watch an action movie or a science fiction movie for what it is right I think what you're describing is the most interesting parts of the movie is what you just described but I think the movie is overstuffed with all these other things where it doesn't give breathing space and time for all those things to really actually be uh, explored. And I think mm -hmm. that's the problem uh, with the movie because when the movie does explore those things, I think it's very interesting. Yeah. Right? But it has too much of all, like, it has too much of well, whatever, the spy, sad the, door. The, the, and the, the, the spy thriller yeah. element is overwhelming the Where, really interesting aspect. Yes, of it. I think so. And I think which it is spends, the science fiction aspect. Yes. Which right. is, and it's spending way too much time on right, that, especially right. for the first hour of yeah. the movie. To get to the point. To get to all the interesting yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I, you know, when he first goes back in reverse, like around halfway through the movie, right? When, uh, yeah. after the freeway chase like i was like holy shit this yeah, is yeah, amazing. yeah yeah right? yeah, yeah. That, i felt it was, that it was really that, cool in that because it is so it cool is so cool that i wish that it had happened early and I, I really felt like i wasted like an yeah. hour of, of of plot of this guy trying to have lunch with the bad guy which is basically just kind of done to death in many other movies already You're right. you know like fine it's okay and but, it is like, done in a matter. way that like yeah, exactly right and it's also done in a way where i think christopher nolan knows it's not as interesting because yeah. you know they do a lot of like uh montage of exposition yeah, yeah. where they're in five different places i think and they're walking and talking through five different locations exactly yeah. i think the movie this can best be compared to is inception right mm. it is it is similar but what inception does is you have the same thing where there's a heady concept right but they get into that concept quickly and then the rest of the movie kind of explores what it means yeah but, but right but, but this but movie it, doesn't do that but inception also has incredible emotional stakes you yes. know and personal personal stakes you yes. know uh cobb is a character that you connect to really deeply you yeah. know whereas the protagonist <laughs> it's almost like he's he's he, he, he's written in a way so that you don't connect to him and i thought yeah. that was such a strange choice why would you make it so that the character is flat? I, Everybody is flat in the film yeah. except for the wife and uh, and 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 uh, and the, the the antagonist. They're the only two that have any emotional. Yeah, I didn't range. care for either one of them. Um, but they're the only ones that that actually express themselves in yeah. any kind of way. And that scene, like she cares about her son, and so therefore there's some kind of stake yeah. there. Like fine, but the, even the that is her world, just constantly saying, "I really care about my son." Fine, right? fine. <laughs> I'm like, not okay. saying I'm not saying it was successful, <laughs> yeah. but I'm saying that if that's the deepest that it goes, yeah. you know, like the end of the world idea is so abstract, yeah, right, that like you can't really connect to it. You're just like, okay, it could be the end of the world. Yeah, you know, like fine. But there's nothing that, that, that felt like Cobb and his children in, in Inception True. that felt like losing 
thousands of years in the in in limbo, yeah. you know, in inception. That's like mind boggling yeah. at an emotional level, you know. So I felt like that was such a shame that that was not present in no. this film. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. And I think it's 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 strange how uh, John David Washington is that his name? Did I get that right? I think so. Yeah, he is so. He's not charming, which I found really like he's Denzel Washington's son, son like one yeah. of the most charming people yeah. in the world. And there's no he's not that charming. No, there's nothing. There's no charm about no, him. No, right? he's pretty flat. Right, and yeah. I think if you had maybe just a charming protagonist in there, then yeah. you would go okay. Like you'd kind of maybe maybe right. Yeah. Like yeah, the, the same movie with just Denzel Washington, that I'd be like, oh cool, like it's Denzel Washington. You right? might be right about that. Honestly, right? you might be right about that. Uh, so it might just be. But that. he was also directed. To yeah. be a certain way. Yeah. Right? So it's not his fault. As an actor, I think, you know, he has been told to play the character Maybe. because everybody is flat. The yeah. way that they talk to each other is like this. And then they say another thing. And then they describe I do think thing that Robert happening. Pattinson, and then it's like, okay, well. <laughs> Robert Pattinson is more charming than... Uh, Washington, that's true. Right? That's true. Yeah, the, he does have kind of a, a little bit of a roguish. Like, yeah, he's roguish. I think you know Real he's good. the protagonist is supposed to be a James he, Bond. He would have been a better protagonist. So I don't. I I don't know. I think that let me in your uh, here's the thing. Well, I say I don't like this film, right? But it is still a Chris Nolan movie, so it is incredibly well made, made and yeah. the. Visually, it's great, and the action spectacular. It's so even incredible. though I don't like it, I'm not gonna say it's a bad movie, or I'm not gonna say I, don't watch it because yeah. because it is just made at such a high level, level yeah. like that it's impossible to say that I think that this is a bad movie or it's don't absolutely watch not. It, no, right? no, no, no. I, I I think I still think that it's an extremely well crafted movie. I still think that uh, you know I did experience a lot while watching it and I watched it multiple times and yeah. you know it's got a, so much depth of complexity yeah. okay what it's missing in emotional depth it has in uh, you know uh, layers of, of puzzle pieces that, that make it up uh, yeah. you know of design you mm -hmm. know and you know the execution of the action sequences and all of that is really phenomenal right and I would watch it again it is a movie that I would watch again you know there are you know but as far as his films are concerned, yeah. it's definitely one of his least, you and know, effective films. I also have, like, a problem with, you know, how, like, they say, he goes, like, don't, like, I think a lot of people use that, right? They go, like, don't uh, think, think about, about it, it, feel it, feel it, right? And I don't think you can, like, really write that into a movie. Because yeah, you you, you're saying that it's an excuse. And I think, no, no, I think you can write it into a movie if then the, you kind of stick with that, right? But I think the but movie... But then you try to explain it the whole time. If you try to explain it the whole time, yeah. then it doesn't work. I think a movie like Looper... Looper is right? a great example, Where yes. they say the same thing. Where yeah. they go, like, don't think about time travel. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't, doesn't make matter. Sense. It's such and a then, great scene. And then they don't... Talk about Talk it. about time yeah. travel. And yeah. I'm like, okay, that works. That's great. I've right? accepted it. Yeah. But if it's a movie where they then explain the explain time travel the whole time. Then, then why did you, then why why did you, you tell that, me right? not You're to think about it? that yeah. if it doesn't work for you, here's an excuse, right? And I think that doesn't work. Yeah, I agree with that. Right? I and I think the that. movie is better as a movie that's trying to explain things because that's what's interesting about the film. It's the cool new concept. Um, yes. So, yeah, overall, how would... No, actually, before I ask you how you'd rate it, like, Rank it on your Christopher Nolan movie list. I mean, look, I would say that, you know, uh, in terms of his, my, my favorite movies of Christopher Nolan, I'd say my favorite film uh, would be Inception. I think that's, that's for me, his, his, yeah. his best film. 
Uh, and then I would say uh, the prestige mm-hmm. is I'd right up there. You know, yeah. I'd say uh, you know, uh, Memento is right up there. You mm-hmm. know, I'd say I, I personally love Interstellar. I do, even though a lot of people say that it's got it's got issues, yeah. and especially at the end, it kind of goes off. Like you know, I love it. I love mm-hmm. uh, I- Interstellar. You know, um, you know, of course the Batman, all the Batmans, except I would say uh, the first and the third. You know. Uh, and then the second. Uh, sorry, no. I would say uh, the the second. Dark and Knight. The f- yeah, it's good. The opposite. I go. I I'd go. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises, and then Dark Knight Rises. No, no, no. Uh, Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Yes, the Dark Knight. Then Batman Begins, and then the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. You know, uh, and then I would basically go. You know. No, I would. I would rate this. Definitely above the Dark Knight Rises. Yes, you know that's where it is. It's kind of so, down near the bottom. Yeah, above Dark Knight Rises and above Dunkirk. All right, let me do my list. Uh, it would be uh, Dark Knight as one, Prestige, Inception uh, on number three. Uh, then I'd have Batman Begins on four, Interstellar at five, uh, Memento at six. Uh, then Dunkirk, then Tenant, and then finally Dark Knight Rises. I'm not gonna put Insomnia on this list because it's so different from it's everything so different, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, uh, I think the only movie I actually like really dislike in that list is Dark Knight Rises. I really dislike that film. Mm. But everything above that, I think I would still say go watch. Yeah, go watch all of these movies. I watch. All of them, including the, Bat- the, yeah. the the Dark Knight Rises. But I think know? Tenant is the worst of his the, recent, his good movies. I would like, right, you know. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, but that says a lot about Christopher Nolan yeah, that even the worst of his <laughs> movies is still better because than most nobody movies. Because nobody like nobody's making movies like him no. on the scale that he's making, no. the original content that he's making. You ca- like, I just you know, you can't say don't watch his films. No, 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 no. I agree. So. Uh, how many uh, uh, world-ending uh, plot devices would you uh, rate this film? Uh, a nine in reverse, six. <laughs> <laughs> you could argue that a nine in reverse out of ten is one. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> okay. uh, I'd give it like a. I'd give it a bit more than you. I'd go like seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay. So you yeah. know you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong. Thank you for listening to Switch Flicks. If you loved or hated the show, please do rate, subscribe, and leave some comments. And we'll see you last time in the past. (laughs) Moving forward. If I had a time machine, (laughs) I'd go back in time and start the sentence again. (laughs) 